Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. Welcome to Eterna. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Wraith, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. I'd like to give a special shout out to Robin Mims for becoming the newest member of our patrons. Thank you very much for supporting us. And as always, Taraxis is daddy. All right. The primary group of the party here, not including Brock because he's off getting funky, is going to the church of Kralize, Mother of Stone, the Wall Keeper, to speak with the people there. Yes. Yes, we are. You arrive at the church in which she took shelter in their masonry storage shed, basically. And there's the front door. We ring the doorbell. I mean, knock on the door. Make perception checks. Oh, great. There's the nat one I've been missing. Oh, boy. 10. Boom. 20. 23. Okay, so the 20 and the 23 will hear little footsteps. And then, like, fiddling with the handle and the door will open. And you see a little halfling woman with long curly hair. I That's redundant to say little halfling woman. <laughs> Maybe she's little for a halfling. <laughs> Maybe she's a quarterling. <laughs> she's not a quarterling. Uh, she's not particularly small for a halfling either. And she's got, like, very pale, almost grayish skin. You can tell that her uh, ancestry is primarily from this side of the world. Welcome. Uh, come come in. By all means, thank you. And so you are led inside. The church is extremely well-built. While relatively simple, there are little points of architectural difficulty that are very well and beautifully constructed the inside is fairly well lit with some braziers though the church itself seems to be fairly empty at the moment the halfling woman begins walking up towards the podium and is like mother astrid mother astrid wallkeeper we have guests and you'll see an older dwarven woman turn around and from something she was working on look across the hall ah ah greetings strangers can i help you at all yes my name is riley riley morheim of the riley morheim guild formerly known as the riley morheim company and these are my allies leaf and tava and we've come here for personal reasons but also to at this point try to assist your town with this fog that seems to be plaguing it and he gives like a polite uh, greeting bow at that introduction. It's good to have somebody new to help, but I feel like it may be too much of a risk. There are those who 
early in the fog's coming, wanted to figure out what it was and how to stop it, but all we did was lose them. Well, personally, I'll be the one to decide how risky this is for me to venture forth in an effort to save your town of this plague. Riley's a hard person to lose. I meant no disrespect. Simply a cautionary warning. Yes, understood. I am just unfortunately uh, very predisposed to ignoring such warnings. And Riley smiles. Well, it is my hope then that you have better luck than some. As do I. And the reason we come here is my friend here, Leaf, has a uh, taken a very detailed look at the aftermath of the fog. Match that with Tava's knowledge and her understanding of the creatures that may be lurking within it. We wish to share information and see if you can add anything to it. Certainly, I'm at your disposal. Well, I, I can't speak to how detailed the look was, but uh, we feel like there might be some creatures lurking in the fog, and uh, we're trying to locate where they might have absconded off to. Alright, uh, did you find tracks of some sort? Uh, markers left uh, with magic in in the ground around the well. You haven't noticed any strange activity in, in that area, have you? I've noticed the glow myself, uh, I having peered around uh, shortly before and after the fogs. Uh, the, with the fog comes the magic, and it stays saddled underneath the ground. I'm, I've tried everything I can, and it's not made it waver, at least. And you haven't noticed anything suspicious about the well itself? Just the aura? No, not the well. It seems fairly untouched. Uh, give it a few hours and the rest of the magic will start to fade and the well is no less, or the well is no more touched than the rest of the ground in the area. And he just kind of like looks over to Riley and he says I, I was actually hoping that there, there might have been a chance that the water or, or the well itself might have been discouraging the creatures but I, I don't think that's happening uh, the only thing I can really tell is that the aura that saturates the areas of the school of conjuration so something's being summoned that is unfortunate conjuration is more than just summoning but that's a thought yes healing is conjuration as well uh, but I don't think that this is going around helping people so then what's your theory I'm unsure. You say there's creatures in there, and you seem pretty sure. Indeed, my uh, companion, Brock, you might actually know him, uh, sensed them in the fog last night. Yes, I know Brock. But they, they left no tracks, just the aura. And the scent. And the scent of Sender. Which Tava seems to think implies uh, some sort of infernal at work. Devils, then, perhaps? With that thought, perhaps... Hmm. I'm unsure. Maybe summoning is correct, but then they leave. It may be more plane walking, perhaps. Maybe. 
but currently we're uncertain of where to start looking for these things besides leaving ourselves open and vulnerable in the fog the next time it rolls in. Have you ever thought about trying to sanctify a patch of ground and see whether the fog is able to act there or not? It is, unfortunately. Both our graveyard and the area around the church are sanctified. We're not even sure why it can't enter buildings. Hmm. Though I suppose that's inaccurate as well. Uh, We did lose a couple of people early on because they left a window open. So the creatures can only exist in the fog then? Uh, That would be my guess. We weren't sure that there were any creatures. It was a theory, of course, but it's all been so mysterious. I, I, I get that the fog itself is, is like a supernatural, uh, supernaturally engineered effect, but mm-hmm. uh, can I do like a knowledge nature check or something and see if uh, I've, there's like an effective way to disperse fog quickly? Like I don't, I don't know I if mean, like starting a bonfire or just like conjuring a strong wind. You would know that wind can get rid of fog, at the very least, in terms of heat dispersing it. I'm sure that, like, this is all basic stuff for Leaf to know. If you'd like to bring it up, you can see if she knows anything about that. Has anyone tried dispersing the fog with with fire? Or, um, I, I don't imagine you have any billows large enough to blow the fog out of the town, but have there been any attempts in that regard? Well, uh... As you say, we don't have any bellows large enough. Um, We did try creating a large bonfire in the square at one point. Uh, When we returned, it it was charred and put out. It did not seem to disperse the fog. And there was even a storm one night with wind and rain and the fog still came. I don't believe it follows the laws of nature it clings and cloys too easily and the mist that comes out of the ground it just feels evil i can certainly see that i just kind of look over to adira and riley um riley will ask when the fog first made its appearance did anything else change or was there anything else new with the town at that time Well, the ring had just cracked, and a variety of strange things had happened. Many of the animals in the forest began disappearing, or our hunters would come across them already mauled by something. Uh, There were strange, guttural noises heard. Just a day or so after that, those vanished, and the fog began to appear. Unfortunately... Until the fog came, things were panicked, of course. We didn't know what had been going on. When Maximilian and Shaylin came into town, they filled us in on a few things. But the fog itself has been our primary issue. And the largest change. We've, of course, lost people. How many found their way here from the incident that occurred in Starlight's? Uh, other than Maximilian and Shaylin, uh, just a small handful, two or three that came with them. And did they arrive before or after or during the first incident of the fog? After. Uh, this was... Uh, the fog started days after the ring cracking. They didn't arrive for a week or two. 
Well, uh, so before Riley forgets, since she kind of mentioned uh, people encountering strange creatures or mauled creatures in the wilderness, uh, he's just going to let her know about what the uh, guild themselves encountered, you know, with the, the weird squirrel and, uh, you know, all the uh, strange creatures out there that seem to, like, consume and grow and weird stuff like that. Just so that, like, she and maybe the town can be aware of that actually happening. That's horrible. I'll let the town know at our next meeting, uh, and I'll tell anybody else I see as well. Uh, we have very few hunters left, but that's certainly something they need to be wary of. Yes, I'd probably encourage traveling in groups when hunting, then. At this point, you never know what you might encounter out there. Of course. With that, I think Riley's kind of out of ideas on the questions to ask this particular woman. So, uh, I don't suppose anyone else has anything else they want to offer. Otherwise, uh, we'll have to brainstorm and think of some other direction to go. I'm sorry I wasn't much help. You need not apologize. We're all working towards the same goal here. If you need anything that I can provide, please come back here. Duly noted. And um, I, I think with that, unless there's anything else, it's uh, probably about time for our group to head out. And unless there's any other leads that Leaf and Tava want to follow up on, um, Riley's kind of inclined to see what's going on with uh, Brock. Do y'all have anything y'all want to do? I think that covers it. Yeah, I'm just following Riley until one day we finally meet the miniature halfling. Someday, I promise. They are out there. They exist. If you capture one, they're forced to give you a pot of gold. That's a leprechaun. No, no, that can't be true. I, I think you're thinking of something else. So are we going to go find Brock? I think that's the plan. Uh, we should probably stop somewhere then and ask somebody where the hell his friends live. Yeah, we can swing back the inn just to get uh, proper directions and then uh, go chase them down. I know how you hate to have to talk to people and ask questions, but if you could do it just this one time. Oh, Tava, I don't know. My anxiety is getting to me. Perhaps you should take lead on this. <laughs> yeah, you're funny. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Riley will go in and chat with some people. When y'all leave the Waldorf area where the church is, you'll see Brock in the town square. Oh, well, that was easy. Uh, Riley holds out a hand. Didn't even have to talk to somebody. How very unfortunate. He, and he is accompanied by Shaylin. Oh, fancy meeting you, strangers in the nights. How goes? I wish it could be better, but well enough. Thank you. It's good to see you all. Yes, likewise. We are uh, very happy that uh, you made it out of Starlight. We're very lucky, thank you. Brock was telling me you're looking into stopping the fog. Yes, indeed we are. Not much luck so far, unfortunately. Yes, it's almost a shame that it looks like we'll be forced to put the wrath of the guild against the fog. And by a shame, I mean it's a shame for the fog and the creatures that lurk within it. Brock would speak up at that and he would say, uh, Speaking of that, Shaylin also seems to believe that there is something in the fog. Have you seen it? Yeah, what have you noticed? Not per se, but the first time that Maximilian and I had to deal with the fog, uh, he tripped and fell, uh, and we were able to get him into the house uh, before being consumed by it, but he had additional injuries, far more than that trip should have given him. What did these injuries look like? Claws, teeth marks, or just bruises? Cuts, and uh, one of his bones was broken, 
Uh, but he didn't fall in such a way to break that bone. I would look to Leaf and be like, uh, he looks in terrible condition. It would actually be official for you to look at him, I think. It seems that he was at least adequately taken care of, but you being our guilt healer, it seems that that would be the best choice. Sure, I wouldn't mind. Uh, if you're otherwise unoccupied, lead me to him. Unless she has any objection to it, Brock would lead them there. Shaylin will lead you all back to, uh, back to her and Maximilian's house. And, uh, yeah, upon entering, he looks pretty fucked up. Both of his arms are casted and slung. He's got a, a casted leg, and he's pretty fucked up. Well, give him a look over. Give me a heal check, and I will save. As Leaf is looking him over, um, and you're making these die rolls, uh, she said, described the wounds as cuts and stuff, right? Uh, there were cuts, yeah. 25 heal, 18 wills. Okay. Um, based on the conversations that Riley and Brock had with some people at the inn initially about uh, people disappearing in the fog, in retrospect, has there been any signs of, like, a brutal beatdown, like, blood left in the wake on the ground or anything like that? No, but this was also um, over a week ago. Or actually, probably over two weeks ago. Sure, but when people go missing, is there... Oh, no. Okay. Okay. No, that, that was part of the problem that people were having, is that, like, there's just no sign. Interesting. Um, yeah, Riley will just make a mental note of that as Leaf is checking over this guy. Uh, so, Leaf, you look him over, and, yeah, he's he's uh, pretty hurt. Um, he's healing. From what you can tell around the casting, it looks like the cast on his left arm is older, and it's also wider, uh, which Shaylin would explain that that injury is actually uh, from Starlight, from the events that took place there. There are bandaged areas that are well cleaned and whatnot that do have healing lacerations on them, uh, and they do look like they're like clean cuts, like almost surgically clean. Do you remember anything about the attack? This is um, just, incredibly... <laughs> just... And, like, Shaylin will go over and she'll be like, it's, it's okay. It, he remembers the pain, but he doesn't recall any thing attacking him. But it all happened so fast, it was a matter of seconds. Can I hit him with a heal spell? Yep. Smack. Go ahead and roll. So that's plus four, so seven. Okay. So you would notice that the wounds don't really seem to heal much like they glow warm and uh it obviously uh brings him some relief but the wounds are still relatively bad and the broken bones won't necessarily be fixed by a heal spell they they need like a restoration right okay this is strange the healing doesn't appear to be taking can i inspect the wounds any more thoroughly than i already have not particularly. You looked at them pretty good. Like, you could try and open them up, which would hurt more than anything. That seems gratuitous. There's nothing from where you're looking that indicates that there's, like, anything inside the wound making it worse. And, like, no signs of infection or anything like that? Nothing severe. Some mild feverishness from his body being taxed. He is kind of sweaty, but it looks like they've been changing his bandages regularly and keeping his wounds clean. Well, I don't see any signs of infection. I'm not sure why you'd be resisting the, the magics in this way. Uh, cast Detect Magic on him? Uh, make me cast a little check. Oh. Mm. Riley's going to assist, 
but just like with words of encouragement. Like, yeah, Leaf, you got this. That's a 13 because I'm bad at life. Uh, you do not detect any magic. Nothing. I, I was worried it might have been uh, a curse considering the, the strangeness of things happening around town. But now I'm, I'm without a direction on this. This is strange. At least the bandages seem well tended. I've, I've been taking care of him, keeping him fed and whatnot. It's bad to have both arms broken. Um, Riley will um, say once the conversation lulls off a little bit, just uh, trusting Max, but also Shaylin, um, just saying like, you're awfully lucky to have escaped um, with your life. I was under the impression that people just vanish. Uh, no signs of scuffle or anything like that. So the fact that you scrape by is seems to be impressive and out of the ordinary. Perhaps it's because we were already so close to the house. Uh, he we he tripped just outside the door, uh, and I dragged him in. I I don't want to think about uh, what might have happened. Riley nods and just reiterates that uh, he was uh, lucky to get out alive and to get out at all. He'll nod. So, um, did you want to stay and have dinner? Can we, Riley? Can we? Can we? <laughs> well, the, we certainly shouldn't impose on them, but if they have an excess of food that they would wish to offer, I'm sure Brock would appreciate staying here for some time. I, I would appreciate it, yes. All, all of the food is, is kept at the inn for right now. I, I meant to take everyone there. That's even better. All right. Uh, well, let's go. Uh, and she will um, help uh, Maximilian to his to his feet and uh, like support the one leg that's not good. And you all head off to the inn. Murdered on the way. Uh, on your way, you would notice Weiss, the shopkeep of the general store, is headed towards the town gate. This is that tiefling guy? Yeah. Anything suspicious about the way he's walking to the gate? Not particularly. He's carrying a fairly empty bag. It looks like he's probably going to collect things. Oh, you know what? Uh, actually, Riley will uh, take lead if it looks like he's like going to exit the town. Just because Riley feels like the news of the dangers of the wilderness around but probably hasn't reached anyone in town yet. So he's going to run after him, at least to tell him about all the uh, strange creatures, strange murderous creatures that exist in the wilderness these days. Well, I'm I'm not going far. I'm just going to the farm right outside the gate. I'm going to see if there's any uh, potatoes or something left over. That's fair. Do you have any means of defending yourself if it comes to it? I've got a short sword and a couple of magic beads. Yeah, he mentioned short sword and Riley just kind of nods and like half mutters, half says very audibly, yes, but do you know how to use it? Do you want me to walk with him, Riley? I was going to offer to walk with him, actually, but... He just squints his eyes at you. I have the bigger shield. Oh, that's fair. Don't need a damn babysitter, thank you. Yes, well, pardon me for being concerned about your uh, well-being. 
I'm more concerned, it seems, about my ability with a knife. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. That probably came across very demeaning. My apologies. Yes, I know how to use a short sword. Yes, I'm going... I'm going not 20 feet, most likely, from the gate. And we just had the fog. It won't be here until tomorrow, at least. Uh, Riley, like, holds up his hands uh, in a uh, gesture, in an apologetic gesture, and says, then by all means. Uh, Wise kind of, like, shrugs and, like, hey, apologies. That wasn't my best customer service face. Yes, and as I said, I probably misspoke. But do take care. As with you. And he'll turn around and kind of a little bit faster than he was before walk away. Uh, Riley returns to the party and he just mutters, I'm 100% certain I could take him in a fight. (laughs) (laughs) I I was unaware we were intending to fight them. Sorry, I was just musing aloud, apparently. Uh, Shall we continue to the inn? Yes. Do you intend to fight the patrons there as well? No, no. Uh, honestly, it all comes from my place of being concerned that his skill with a blade isn't fit enough to defend his life if it came to it. But if he says he can hold his own, I suppose I'll trust him. As he said, no need to babysit him. Not everybody can be you, Riley. Not everybody can be you. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> we go to the end. <laughs> Along the way, Shaylin makes mention that Weiss has it kind of rough, uh, being the only tiefling in the area. He seemed a nice enough fellow when I talked to him at the store. Oh yes, he, he he's nice enough, but people tend to not trust tieflings uh, at face value. It's strange, I couldn't actually place his accents. Is it a tiefling thing, or regional? From what I understand, um, his mother uh, was from somewhere a bit further north and uh, he he took to her accent over the years. Riley nods, makes a mental note, finds it curiously interesting. Quick question. As we walk through the little square there, does Brock notice that there's a giant rock missing from the ground? Yeah, probably. It's sitting in the wrong spot. (laughs) It's just on top of the road. He would go and put it back, just like mumbling about like, how? (laughs) (laughs) How does does this just get moved like this? (laughs) Riley sees this out of the corner of the eyes and he just like mutters like, oh, how'd that get there? I don't know. That's weird, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You're doing the town a good service, Brock. You're a stellar citizen and I'm proud to have you in my guild. As he's putting back in the ground, he looks at Daryl and he goes, I I don't even, I don't even know how this would, would happen. Neither do I. Strange, isn't it? Make a bluff. Filthy 20. 23. You fucker. (laughs) He's Uh, lying. He knows exactly what happened. Brock kind of eyes him suspiciously and he goes, "Uh, Okay, I guess, if you don't know anything. Yeah, uh, Riley just shrugs and like glances at Box out of the corner of his eyes and gives like Box a knowing wink. Like he'll never know. (laughs) And goes on his way. There's a question for your question and answer episode though. How does Brock feel about the fact that everybody's always lying to him? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this is the first time he's known. Like, I've personally yeah. known as the player every time, but I, I don't think he's caught on at this point. <laughs> this is the first to him. Right now, he didn't call anything out because he's like, wow, it's really weird that he would lie about a rock being moved. Must have been important. <laughs> Doesn't want Brock to feel like his industry is being threatened. 
I just don't want Brock to feel like Box is being antagonistic towards him by like destroying rocks and foundation and stuff. I'm preventing interparty conflict. That's okay. What I'm doing. Okay. That's why he's the boss. Uh, as they're standing there though, and he puts the uh, you know he finishes because you know he would he would kind of move all the little broken pieces kind of back and make it as even as possible. Uh, he would look up to the group and he'd go, uh, I think it it might be best if someone actually does watch over uh, Weiss. I think I'm I'm gonna go do that. Um, I mean, if you insist, he seemed pretty inclined to take it to it himself. I just think it would be best if someone watches over him. Fair enough. Brock would start heading outside of town. He's in that rough area, like like poking around in the dirt looking for potatoes. Okay. I guess I'm going to go and look for potatoes. Oh, Brock. Good to see you again. I heard you were dead. I've, well, I, I'm happy to share that that is not true. That's oh, good on you. heard you were out here looking for potatoes. I thought I could help you. I, I tend to get the uh, shite end of the spoon at the end these days. He would, he would nod, kind of understandingly. I, I, I get what it's like to be different. People don't always uh, look at you right, although they probably treat you a little worse than they treat me. Oh, there's that, and nobody seems to be in my, in agreement with my uh, business practices currently either, which only made it worse, of course. What are your business practices? Well, my supplies are not getting refilled. So, sensibly, in order to make up for that fact and to not create a shortage in supply for demand. I've raised the prices. Everyone else has gone to bartering for this or that or the other with things, and but I still take gold, even if it's more than normal. So people won't even bring their bartering to me. But that's fine. The farms have they've started leaving them be, so I come out here and I find myself some potatoes and sometimes even a rabbit. Why do you charge so much extra, though, for your goods now? Well, with any luck, all of this will eventually pass, and I'll be able to get the hell out of here. Intend to leave? Well, it's not much good to stick around if I have more means than can be handled here. It's home, but I suppose somewhere a little bigger might be a little easier to live in. Places where there are other people like me. Don't you think that the people here may treat you better if you weren't trying to exploit the situation? It's good business. I can't, I can't, after this is all said and done if if i've got no money i can't restock and i will immediately just run into the ground then i'm sure if you were to help the people of the town that they would do the same to you in turn when the time comes for you to restock i don't know always seem to be at the end of the stick on that one sure it eventually gets there but it's always just whatever's left over nice people though they are they as as much as they try they look at me and they see the horns the eyes those they just can't see me like a normal person. You're lucky. You're just a bit rough. I am sure that any kindness you showed them would not go unnoticed. You, know, you understand me a little better than they do, Rock. Being different yourself, but more often than not, they go, well, what does the devil want in turn, don't you think? I have very limited experience with your kind, but I've found that any type of people can be bad so I mean I guess I suppose the type of person doesn't really matter 
just what they show their intentions to be. So if you show that your intentions are nothing but pure, then I'm sure they would pick up on that eventually. It's kind of you to think that way, bro. Wish more people did. I've lived among these people for quite a while with no problems. I and I've lived with them most of my life. And it's the little things. You see them after a time. People come, they go. People get fed up with breaking bread with a damn fiend, you know? Well, I'm not one to tell you how to live your life, but I, I, and I do always feel that getting out and seeing the world is something someone should do, but I, I feel that the community in which you have lived most of your life and where you grew up should be paramount to you. Like I said, this place is home, but I just feel like my odds are better out there, you know, and maybe I'll even get enough somehow if a few more people come through to leave in case the fog never does. Right now, out there isn't a whole lot better than in here. Maybe. And he kind of like roots around in the dirt with his short sword to flip up a potato. And then I would like you to make a will save. Oh man, I don't, I don't know about I don't know about all this. Okay, now I actually have to look this up. Yeah, making him look stuff up. As Brock finally snapped, see now, chaotic evil, gonna start murdering everybody in town. Is that what happened? No, you suddenly realize that you've been dominated, and break the break the effect. You aren't aware still. You realize you were told to forget something, though you can't remember what. And uh, that part of your memory is still missing. Uh, And you realize that you were told to uh, harm Weiss, but not kill, to uh, incapacitate him. Um, What's the last thing I do remember? Uh, Like, you you remember, uh, like, leaving the house and going to the town square and and then like everything that happened since then up to this point uh you do know that uh coming out here to see weiss was a command as well like do i remember like leaving the house with her and all of that or do i not remember any of that you don't you don't remember going up to the bay at all okay but you do remember leaving the house and going to the square okay then as he like gets the order to hurt Weiss that kind of forces him to break this. He's quickly going to, like, look around and see if there's anybody... Because, I mean, I don't know if he knows how domination magic works, but he's going to look around, see if anybody's looking, like, at him from anywhere, and if he doesn't see anybody, he's immediately going to run back to the tavern. Where are you going? Bye, I guess. Shit. Yeah, he's not even not even going to say anything to him. He's going to bust in and run over to the table. Where, uh... Shaylin and Maximilian both are. Yeah. And uh, he's going to go up to the guild and look around them. He's, he's going to look and he's going to say, uh, we, we we need to talk about something. Um, I have to. I have, I have something important to tell you. What happened with Weiss? We need to find somewhere private to talk. Are you okay? Are you in danger? Possibly, yes. Let's just all go to the carriage. Come on. Yeah, that's fine. We go to the privacy of the carriage. All right. So you go... To the carriage. Yes. Uh, once we're all inside, it's 
closed and he feels like you know there's not people like listening or anything he's gonna say um i i've lost some of my memory i i don't know what happened but i know someone was controlling my thoughts something was compelling me to go out to the field and wanted me to hurt twice is he okay yes i did i broke free of it before i did anything but like i said i i've lost some of my memory i don't know if i've done anything do you want me to see if I can find it? If you think you can, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know either, but I can try. Are you going to attempt to hypnotize him? Uh, yeah. Um, and I need to know what role is that? I forget. Uh, diplomacy, I think. Diplomacy. Okay, I actually got a good deal of that. And that will take uh, one minute. How about a twenty-nine? Uh, that should be plenty enough, yes. Okay, so I'd like uh, everybody to make me a perception check. Brock and Tava are both going to be taking minus seven to this check. That's a very specific number. Uh, is it? Is it uh, smell, taste? Uh, it's touch-based. So I got a two. Because <laughs> mm. that put my... Uh, bonus into the negative to take a minus seven. Seventeen. A seven puts me at seventeen. <clears throat> uh, Are we a natty twenty for a twenty-nine? Oh, <clears throat> baby! <laughs> Alright, so uh, Riley, you're the only one to uh, take notice of anything. Um, in the carriage, inside the stables, uh, or the stable house, and on the other side of a stone wall, just as uh, this hypnotism session is starting to uh, close, you hear the sounds of muffled struggle. Oh, God, that's no good. Um, so, yeah, like, immediately, like, once he starts hearing this and recognizes what it is, like, he uh, his hand launches out and just grabs onto uh, Leaf's arm. Understanding that Tava and Brock are in the middle of doing something pretty important at this point. So he just grabs onto Leaf, looks at him, and like gestures off towards the noise and gestures for him to listen a bit closer just to make sure that Riley himself isn't going crazy. Uh, you continue to hear it for a few moments and then it stops. But does Leaf hear it? Uh, yeah, I think with the, with, with, Pointedly being like, hey, shh, listen, uh, he, he ought to hear it. I mean, he, he just kind of like kicks his chair out from underneath him and starts running towards whatever the source of the struggle would be. Yeah, that's all Riley needed uh, is uh, Leaf's uh, unending motivation to do good. So he's going to follow suit. Okay, so uh, the quickest way there, there's actually along the river, there's a little bit of a hump of land that can get you around the wall there's like a cage grate that goes across the water but it's only like two feet tall so it's easy to get over uh that would be your quickest route if you want to go that way box is coming uh, all over the place oh yeah i see what you're doing okay gross that's really oh jeez. i'll have box carry me as he like trudges through the water okay just like sitting on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. What's Spock's movement speed? Is it 30? Yeah. I think so. Oh, okay. Um, 
if it's easier to latch on the box, Riley will like jump and latch on the box's back. If it's all the same, then he'll go on his own footing. Uh, it's pretty much all the same. Then he'll There's go on his bo- own footing. Box, box is gonna have to like leg over that stuff since he's kind of in the water. And, like you could just hop over it. Yeah, I'll do that. That sounds fitting for Riley. Riley Morheim. Go ahead and give me uh, perception. Twenty-one or twenty-two. Natural sorry. twenty. The golden twenty. Thirty-one total. Damn. My do-good sense is tingling. <clears throat> Leaf, you would notice somebody like hurrying back uh, just around the corner of that other tower, hurrying back towards the gate, and you're not a hundred percent sure, but it looks like it's Shaylin. Riley, you would notice somebody, but not be able to pick out who it was. Um, and both of you would notice just kind of sitting off Weiss's, like, laying face down in the dirt there. Oh, no. That's no good. Uh, and no sign of anyone else? I mean, like, you look up at the watchtower, and there's a candlelight up there, but you don't see anybody specifically, like, looking out. You figure, like, once the fog comes and goes, they get a little relaxed because it does have that bit of pattern where it doesn't come again. Uh, how tall are the towers? Uh, the towers themselves are about 15 feet. The walls are about 12. And rising up over my brethren, standing on Box's shoulders, I just kind of like have them walk me over to the tower to get a glance at the candlelight. Um, see if there's anybody up there. Uh, you see uh, Balamy like leaned back in a chair, kind of like nodding off. I <laughs> just kind of go like bobbing by (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I'll let your perceptions carry over uh, into uh, this this moment Uh, Riley are you approaching Weiss at all yeah so uh, if Leaf's moving by Riley's going to uh, head to Weiss to see how he's doing first and Uh, foremost uh, he is breathing um but but appears to be unconscious. Um, and this is when you both notice that small wells of mist begin to come up out of the ground. Oh, that's bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's no good, Leaf. Just kind of like hold on to like the branches and stuff up on Box's shoulders. And I, I point at Weiss and say, Box, bring him here. Box just takes... Takes one little step closer and picks him up. <laughs> and uh, we can probably sprint somewhere. Yeah, well, I, I'm i going to try and at least cast Cure Light Wounds on him while he's like up here and off the ground. That way we don't like risk him, him bleeding out or what have you. Uh, he He's just knocked out with non-lethal damage, so he's not bleeding at all. Um, hmm. But healing him will wake him up. There we go. Six. So that that'll wake him up. He's like, oh, what the fuck. It looks around. He's like, ah! <laughs> please, please hold hold still. What's what's going on? We found you in the field. I I don't know. Shaylin, she came to attack me for some reason. T- did we see Shaylin? Uh you you saw somebody you suspected looked like Shaylin, kind of like running back towards town. And he just kind of like looks at the ground. He's like, I'm gonna keep you up here with me. We need to get away from the fog. It's coming out of the ground. Yes, agreed. Already. It's just like, let's all crowd onto Box's shoulders. Well, if he has a 30-foot movement speed, I could run the same as him. Yeah. I've been practicing with Brock. I'm pretty good at sprinting these days. 
you notice that compared to earlier, the mist is acting quite violently. It's bubbling and roiling instead of just kind of, sort of like soaking up slowly. Oh boy. Yeah, then I, I guess try and follow the path that we saw this mysterious Shaylin look alike. Okay, so you go over to uh, the uh, gate and it is closed and locked. So I, I guess we just just straight up roll up to the wall, and uh, I say, you know, Riley, up here. We're going over. The gate's closed. Seems like a solid plan as any. And uh, Riley will, I guess, scamper up Box's massive form. Box puts all of you on top of the wall, but you notice that the fog is already starting to rise extremely rapidly. Ironically, Box actually has a climb speed, so he should be able to get up the wall pretty quickly as well. Okay. Yeah, but he'll, like, almost crush y'all if he climbs up there at this very moment. So, if y'all want to hop off to the other side, you're actually close enough to try and hop on top of the inn. That's the game plan. Seems like a good idea. Just Are you going to try and throw uh, Weiss, or...? No, I... I, I yeah, I, I kind of, like, point Box and, like, put him down, like, on the upper walkway. Okay. So we, we can all get like in a standing position and then uh, make some room, clear some room for Bach. All right. Uh, do, does anybody have an acrobatics of uh, less than uh, 10 bonus total? Or nine bonus? I yes. have a nine bonus. Okay. So you can jump, like, even if you roll the one, you can make it cross. So, right. Hello. Um, right. Everyone else, I need to roll. A, because you have no running start. If Riley goes first, he'll like brace himself immediately, spin around, and uh, steady himself to catch at least one person if they fuck up. Okay. It's, it's how far? What's what's the distance between? It, it's only like a five foot gap. And I just have box place us. Just like lean down and plop us. Uh, okay. okay. Let's see. He climbs up on here. Then he can pick y'all up and put y'all over. So that's hilarious because Riley immediately like jumps over like a badass, spins around, readies himself to help his allies, only to see the tree person bring them over and set them down. Box is standing on this uh, big stone wall, and it's holding pretty well. Uh, good construction and all that. And then he goes to make a step off onto the inn. No! Uh, <laughs> Please not. Uh, um, <laughs> like, he, uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll a reflex save for Box because like he was like mid-stride when you're like, no, don't do that. I've been training Box for this moment. Twelve. Okay, like he he's shaky, but he like stops himself and kind of like leans back and whatnot. And I, At I, this I, point, I, the the fog is probably like five feet off the ground now. It's creeping up the walls. Uh, then I I like point him like down along our side of the wall, and have him. Well, he probably can't fit like in between the end and the wall, huh? Uh, he could squeeze in there, but he's gonna have to move at half speed in any direction after that. Yeah, then I'll, I'll point him down the wall and towards the road off to the left and say, uh, go after Shaylen. If the fog's coming, I need to get box indoors. Right, so I'll take his movement to get down. One move. And one, two, three. So that's where he is. Okay. Uh, so the, the fog continues to creep upward. You are currently on like the second story kind of like baffle of the building. And it's it's slanted. You know what? Actually, I I have an idea. Is ink person a druid spell? Reduce. Reduce. That's that's the word I was looking for. I I think you can get it. 
Let me no, look. it is not. No. Arcane. Bummer. Okay, uh, then my my idea is uh, dust in the wind. Isn't that for animal companions though that lets you make them baby size? That's just too adorable. I can't do that. I th I think that spell does specify animals. Uh, I doesn't the animal companion feature uh, say something about anything you could like cast on yourself? It ignores types for that. Cure spells. spells. Yeah, you can target your companion instead. If you have sure spells. Uh, don't don't let me hold things up. I'll I'll like look into it, but otherwise just assume I'm walking towards the church. Okay, so you are okay, so you want to get on boxes back again? Yeah, like have him usher him like once he gets out of the little squeezy spot, I'll I'll like hop up and point him to the church. Is the fog actually rising inside town? Yes. Okay. Then um Currently it's up to Box's chest. Okay, then I, I guess Riley actually needs to swing indoors pretty quickly. So, um... You want to go in through a window? I don't want to break the window, though. <laughs> That's the well, thing. They're, just, they're wooden windows. Uh, like, shutters. Then I would absolutely love to swing in through a window. <laughs> Alright. Uh, go ahead and make me an acrobatics check. Okay. That is a 24. Okay, uh, give me a strength check. Okay, this is going to be worse. That's fine. That doesn't need to be much. Uh, that's a five. Okay, so you uh, you swing over and you kind of like bust through this uh, the second floor window. And like all, all that you broke was the little clasp thing that was on it in, into, a, into an empty uh, room. Uh, but you kind of like... It kind of like jarred you when you hit the window and mm -hmm. like you kind of half slipped and landed on your back when you hit the window frame uh, so you took four damage okay but you're inside you can close the window back and like kind of fashion it back closed uh and actually reading up on the text it looks like reduce animal is a second level druid spell and the share spells class feature says a druid may cast spells on her animal companion even if the spells don't normally or normally do not affect creatures of the companion's type okay uh as long as it comes from a class that grants an animal companion so i couldn't take okay. like wizard or whatever and then cast wizard spells on it so so yeah i'll, I'll just kind of have box like sprint along the the edge of the building and uh around the corner to the front and i'll say uh gonna make this quick buddy and uh just claps his hands together down on the shoulders and i pump him full of that druid juice and uh kind of like hop off as he starts well i'm, I'm going back towards towards the end since oh, okay. we're decide i'm deciding to shrink him down uh but yeah so I, I shrink him and then i say we're, we're going in the end buddy and uh hop off and kind of like grab him by the hand and, and drag him towards the front all right so uh, you you go to the front of the inn and you hop off. And um, I'm using I'm sorry I'm using a point of mythic power to cast that to get prepared. Okay, you're making him smaller so he fits inside. Yes, hundred percent. All right. Uh, Riley, you saw as you as you came through the window, you saw, um, Leaf like casting a spell, and both he and Box just like shrunk into the fog. Oh fuck! Uh, well, I'm already inside, right? Yes. 
Okay, so I, I guess Riley's first course of action is to uh, uh, rush downstairs to see uh, if everyone is still at the inn that was there before, and then to like peek out a window to see if he can uh, make out anything about Leaf and Box. Okay, uh, before we go to that, um, I need Brock to go ahead and make me an intelligence check with a plus four bonus. Uh, with a plus four, that'd be 22. Okay. You, um, she's able to hypnotize you and you begin to recall this memory that you had been commanded to forget. And you remember that Shaylin, uh, told you, uh, that she had found something and she led you up to the bay around the back corner. But when you rounded that corner, you saw not some sort of like clue or something. You saw a creature that looks a lot like a man, but not quite. Uh, yeah, he's bald, has a crown of horns. Kind of, kind of think uh, Darth Maul a little bit. One red eye and one black eye. The left side of his face is looks almost charred. And there's a singular larger black horn that kind of spirals and seems to sway with like an inner heat, almost like a burning paper. And he immediately cast a spell on you, commanded you to return with, commanded you and Shaylin to both return to forget about what had happened and to go on with your evening. Do you have planes, Brock? I don't. Uh, but that that is what you recall, and Tava, you see this as well uh, as part of the ability. I have planes. All right, uh, go ahead and make me a planes check. 24. 24. That is a type of chitin, although there is something strange about it. That crispy side of its head with the big horn, that's not normal, but that was a type of chitin. Okay. It appears to be some sort of Osiarius chitin. A sort of uh, Kytonian priest of Zonkothan. Wonderful. Uh, you would also probably, with such a high roll, know that this is well beyond... Like, what's going on here is well beyond the power of an Ostiarius. Do I know if they maybe sometimes work for other creatures? Uh, they will sometimes work for higher-grade chitons, but they are pretty stoic in their devotion. Lovely. Well, uh... As Brock like remembers this and you know like this creature comes to mind, he would immediately like recoil and like holy crap, like he just kinda look in shock at like what he saw as he remembers it. And uh he would look to uh Tava and just say, uh this this isn't good. It's a chitin from the plane of shadow. Um do you know how to defeat it? Uh no. I know they're they're bad, they're evil well I feel like that point has been made apparent by um it's trying to do with me might be something to ask the priestess about at about that moment you would uh both need to make a perception check I don't believe in those no longer at the minus seven correct a 15 19 Okay, both of you would hear, like, a crashing noise, like uh, somebody breaking through a window. I feel like that would probably catch Brock's attention, especially after the two of them ran out. Because we would notice that they're no longer there, so he would he would start to head outside. Let's go look. Uh, make me another perception as you begin to head outside. An 18. A 16. 
Uh, both of you would notice, but just barely, like right at the moment before you open the door, that there is mist and fog coming beneath it. Brock would quickly look to Tafa and he's kind of worried. He would just say, the, the mist is back already? Let's get inside. We're already in here. Well, the others aren't here. Let's let's go to the inn. That's probably where they'd look for us first. Uh, at, at this point, how high is the fog? Or can we not see uh, it? You, you can't tell because you're indoors. You just know that it's coming under the door. Yeah, he would open it and try and see how potent the fog is. Make me a reflex save. A 13. A 13. You begin to open the door uh, just slightly and fog kind of like starts billowing uh, in through the crack almost immediately and you slam it back shut. Players and potentially some listeners may be confused about what is happening right now. The stable is enclosed as well, so when they look out and see the fog coming under the door, that is the fog coming under the stable door. Uh, sorry for the confusion, and let's get right back to the episode. He would look back at her and say, it seems that the fog is already fully here. Do you still intend to go out in it? Well... I mean, we can wait it out here, or or we can try to get to the end. It, I'll leave it up to you. Make a perception check. After hearing, like, the window, he would kind of be concerned that maybe people are still out, because, like, he knows that Riley and Leaf were out there. So he is going to go ahead and use his Earth Sense thing again. Wow, 13. And uh, see if they are both in the inn or not, or maybe get a sense um, of where they're at. You do not see Box or Leaf anywhere. Uh, you you do see Riley inside on the second floor, uh, kind of like rushing his way towards the stairs. You also realize that near the back of this area, there's actually a door that goes into the inn uh, in one of the stalls. Like a hidden door? Or not like... Just- a super secret hidden door. It's it kind of blends in the wall. It's it's not meant to be real obvious. Okay. Uh, then after he does that, he would look to Tava and he would say, "I I don't know where Leaf and Box are. R- Riley's in the in the tavern, but I don't know where Leaf is." Do you think we can get to um or to to Riley at least? Uh, well, there's a a door just right there, but I don't know how dangerous this fog is. You would notice with uh, 13, uh, Brock, that uh, you can see one of those faint things again, but it's much larger, uh, kind of stomping around outside. Much larger? Like, whereas, like, the feet would have been the size of, like, humanoid feet before, like, the feet of this thing are just fucking trunks, if you will. He would say, um... He would sit and think for a minute, and he would say, there there appears to be a, a bigger one, a, a large one that I didn't see last time. Um, can I try my, my message spell to see if I can can talk to Riley from the distance we're at? Yeah. Okay, so then I want to try that and basically just, just tell him that we're still in the carriage. We know he's in the inn. Where the hell is Leaf? Riley. Yes, so he just hears that. Yeah, it, it's obviously magic. Um, yeah, so I, I, I guess he uh, pauses and then just like mutters, "Is this a 
two-way communication. Yes! <laughs> okay, great, yes. So, and, uh, so we left the carriage after we heard there was a scuffle outside. We found Weiss laying face down on the ground. We recovered his body, but then the mist started forming, and we scampered to get back to the inn. However, I moved along the rooftops and swung into a window, and I saw Leaf and Box swing around to the front of the tavern, but they sh shrunk into the fog, and I no longer know where they are. Okay, okay, okay. The side of the inn that the stables are on, Riley, there's a door. I want you to go make sure it's unlocked for me. I'm going to try to get to you. Sounds like a plan. And uh, Riley will do so. Okay, so you try and get back there, and, like, there's the bar in the way. And uh, yeah. Lana's like, uh, what do you need? Well, my companions are... Did you come uh, from upstairs? Uh, yes, don't worry about your window at all. But my companions are in the room next door. And uh, with the mist outside, they request access to the inn. The mist's outside already? Yes, it sprung rather quickly upon the town. Oh, no. Uh, yes, here, here. And she pulls out a ring of keys and runs over to the door and unlocks it. Okay. Well, once the door is unlocked, and I have confirmation from Riley it's unlocked, I'm going to try to make it for, for the door. I'm going for the door. I'm going to... Follow her. I'm, I'm going to activate my armor and shield first. Okay. You go through the door. We don't know where Leaf is at, right? Uh, Leaf, nor Box, nor Weiss, I think, was with them. Weiss is still on the roof. He he was still on the roof? The bells didn't ring this time? No, the... the... Tactical oversight. I have sensed that Weiss was still on the roof. Uh, yeah, at least within 60 feet. And okay. probably worse to see because you're just going through boards and shit. But yeah, you've just seen someone on the roof. At the mention of Weiss, I would say... um. It, it appears he is still on the roof. All right. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay. My elemental can fly me, right? Yeah. I'm going to go after Weiss. Okay. How are you going to do so? I want to go out the window. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make me a ride check or a strength check okay. or a choice. Uh, let me see which I choose here. Well, since ride is a big fat zero, let's go with strength because I get a plus two to that. I rolled a 17, so 19. All right, so you grab onto your gravity elemental, and it tugs you out the out the second floor window, which is almost into the fog itself now, and you head up onto the roof, where Weiss is, like, kind of, like, looking around and just, like, cowering, more or less, on the highest point of the inn. Okay. I'm, I'm going to land on the roof, obviously. But I'm going to have him hold on to the elemental getting down inside. Can I see where this bell is at that they normally ring? Uh, it, it's You know it's in the tower right by the gate. Uh, I don't think you could necessarily see it from where you are, just because the windows are all, for the most part, they're shut. But you would know it's in there. Um, and that's the tower right here next to the inn? Uh, the, the bottom left one on the inn, yes. Can I get over there to ring the bell? Uh, make me an acrobatics. A 16. You get over there, you go in, you open one of the windows, climb in. Bellamy's like, what are you doing in here? Ring the damn bell. It's back. 
Damn, how long did I sleep? Ding, 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 ding. It like jumps up and rings it. Uh, and so the bell goes off. Okay, so uh, the elementals going in the inn with Weiss. Okay, uh, he needs to make a roll. Get him in there, and I'm in the tower. Uh, you see, uh, you see your elemental pick him up and kind of like take him over the other side, like off the side, and he goes <laughs> and just slips and falls. God damn it! <laughs> he rolled pretty shitty. He said he could handle himself, this fucking liar. Can I message Riley to get the son of a bitch up off the ground and get him inside? Uh, you can you can message Riley. Riley, Riley. This is still strange. Dude is on the ground now. Go get him and get him inside. Uh, you lose connection with your elemental. Yeah, that's fine. If you give me directions, I can see what I can do. Um, I'll tell him whichever side of the building. The, the, under the window. Look under the window you came through. That's where the elemental was taking him. I'm going to grab Brock, move towards the uh, front end of the inn, and ask Brock if he can even sense anyone out there, since I know the fog has kind of consumed most of the town by this point. Brock would try again, but Brock has used both of his uses of that ability today, so it's not going to do anything. Oh, that's a limited... Oh, Okay. That's unfortunate. <laughs> um, before now, I only even had one, but now we're level five, so now I have two. Oh, great. Good. So, do you go to check on the window? Yes. I need you to make perceptions, please, both of you. 21. Uh, when you go up the stairs, fog is starting to roll down them in a thin layer. Roll down the stairs? Yeah, I think it's coming through the window. Um... Because you broke the window, it can get inside. Because you left it open. Yeah, we uh, we need to go either get him in or go close the window. Well, we're going to have to go close the window. So, uh, yeah, Riley's not going to hesitate, and he's going to move up to uh, try to block off the access point for the fog. All right, so you slam the window. You, you run in, and, like, the, the shit's only around your ankles or so because it's kind of just cascading in a little bit. Uh, but you shut the window, and it it, like, starts to dissipate. Before he shuts the window, can he take a quick peek out to see if there's anyone lying on the ground beneath it? Uh, make a perception. Uh, 27. Uh, you look out and, like, all you can really see is the fog. Uh, you don't hear anything. You don't, uh, like, all you do is you smell that smell, that burny smell. Right, and Box and Leaf were pretty much at the front of the inn when I lost sight of them, right? When they disappeared. Right. Okay, so it's comfortable to say that Riley gets the impression that all three of these individuals have been disappeared by the fog. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, he slams that window closed, uh, returns to Brock, and says out loud, still unsure if there's a message connection between him and Tava or not, that he's fairly confident that uh, the fog has taken Box, Leaf, and Weiss. Ugh. Then the fog's gonna answer to Adira. She's going after. She's going out there. She's not gonna leave Leaf out there. Your name's Tava now. Tava. She's going. <laughs> Whatever. She's going. <laughs> out the fucking tower. She's. Uh-uh. Uh, no. How How do you exit the tower? Well, I, I'm guessing there's a way in and out. Well, there's the window you came through. Well, there. I'm talking about other than fucking the, windows. The door sure. at the bottom. Yeah. The door. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, you open the door and stride out into the fog. Congratulations on taking more Morrow. Well, he doesn't have to come out in fog if he doesn't. He to. doesn't, but you can't close the door once you step out. <laughs> uh, Brock would begin describing to Riley the, the creature that he saw, though. They kind of like. Riley pauses Brock and says, I think Tava just dove into the fog. I'm. I admit, Brock, I'm at a loss of what to do. Because though the fog has claimed our companions, and I do not understand this even remotely, I also feel terrible leaving these people defenseless. And I'm quickly realizing that I know not how quickly the fog takes people and whether or not we would even be able to close whatever means we use to exit this place into the fog behind us. So... Do you have a rope on you? I do not. Perhaps we could see if someone in the inn has some rope, and then I could go out there and see if I can find anything. Lana has some rope. Okay. Yeah, if, if we're going to do this, then I, I, yeah, I guess the, um, uh, the, the method of doing so would be to tie it off to each other so we don't lose track of each other in the fog. Oh, eh? Are you going with me? I'd feel terrible letting you venture out on your own. I mean, in for a penny, in for a pound. But if both of us were to be lost, then the town would be left helpless. Bolin would know. Oh yeah, uh, he, he probably when describing the Kaiden, he would probably mention that uh, his his friend was the one who took him to the Kaiden, which you may already. He would uh, say that no one would know that someone is. Some of the townspeople may be controlled. Riley just uh, mutters a solid damn it to himself, and uh, if anyone could convince people of anything, it would be the great Riley Morham. He. Uh, takes the rope and looks at Brock and says yes I may be able to talk to people well Brock but these are clearly people that you care about in a community that you've associated with for some time in fact you have two very valuable friends here and you have the closest insight as to what's going on so the yeah, and Brock you know that uh, at this point that Shellen is commanded as well I know but that's why I said there may be other people. Because he doesn't know if she's the only one who's commanded. Because it commanded her and him. Uh, the decision seems pretty clear. If we're going to venture out into the fog to try to find our allies and see what's happening. Even though there's no guarantee that it's not an instantaneous sort of uh, death. Then I, at this point, at this juncture, should be the one to move forward. Brock, you have people to return to. But uh, heroes are meant to make sacrifices, and I only have one person to try to find again. So Riley begins uh, tying the rope off to himself. I'll have to ask you to close the door behind me. See, the problem is we only have so much rope. You can only go so far. <laughs> or drag me back if I start screaming like a little girl. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Brock would tie the rope around his waist as well. And uh, basically when they go to uh, to the door, he's just going to stand right by it and just close the door if the rope okay. can Make me reflexive. through the door like that. He just kind of give him a, a good luck as they uh, as he sends him out with a 15 on the reflex safe. Alright. So 
a big cloud of fog billows into the room, but you shut the door before like it gets anybody. But you would feel pretty quickly, both of you, that the rope goes limp. And that's where we'll leave it until next time. Hi, this is Tracy, the voice of a deer. I would like to take a moment to tell you about a new podcast. It's called Dustrous. We have a pre-colonialism Native American, a Old West gambler, and a modern day teenager from Detroit. Dropped off in a brand new world full of magic and absolute chaos. I am the DM. I will try to wrangle them and guide them as they make their journey across this world and maybe learn some new things and right some wrongs. If you like high magic fantasy, this is definitely a world for you. You can find us on Twitter at Dustrous Podcast, and we hope you join us there and in the Discord. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. My name is Don. You can find me do other tabletop RPG podcasts over at HexgridHeroes.com. I'm currently rebooting a Starfinder campaign, and I'm the voice of Pokemon trainer Cory in Pokemon Seichao. Over there, I also sit down with a couple of my friends and we discuss how a horror movie can be used in a haunted house setting. If you'd like to hear me talk more about horror movies, I also do a horror movie review podcast over on the Necropodicon Network. It's right there in the name, How to Survive a Horror Movie, where we talk about movies like Legion, Hush, and Quiet Place, and we talk about how the people in the movie could have survived this better and what would be our perfect sequel. That's all for me for now. You never know I'm going to have another project, so follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Don Buley. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian. I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. Well, 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 these are the city slickers they send me. Asking for wine and a pretty glass. How about that? I mean, I, I did ask for the wine, but not exactly the pretty glass. Do you dig the graves yourself? I do. Seems tiresome, especially as of late. I've heard you had a few new arrivals. Yeah, it's been uh, a little bit weird lately. Uh, I'm not complaining too much because most of these people that wind up dead, they're... Ain't too much left to bury, so I don't even have to dig a full grave. As this collides in with him, his neck shoots back in this contorted position, and it says, I am the vanguard of the ancients. And then causes his entire body to explode, sending just pieces of gore and viscera across the entirety of the tavern. There's just stunned looks on everybody's faces except for the man in black who is currently still playing his guitar. LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5e podcast. Our current adventure is set in the fantasy Wild West and features orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D wherever you get your podcasts or head over to lcpdnd.com. A hero once arose to save the world from a darkness that smothered the land. He failed. For a thousand years since, the world has been a wasteland of ash and mist oppressed by an immortal emperor, the Lord Ruler. Every attempt at rebellion has failed miserably, yet hope remains. Two brothers learning to harness the metal-fueled magic known as Allomancy 
Their aim? To tip the scales in the war against evil. Ashes and Allomancy is an actual play TTRPG podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set and is part of the Hexgrid Heroes podcast network. Join us for the first episode on June 8th. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.